Hello and welcome everyone for another episode of the Culture Nerd Podcast. This is episode four. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and this will be our spoiler discussion. We will talk about the movie, what we thought, what we liked, what we didn't like. We're going to go right into the spoilers. We're going to talk about the rumors, uh, the expectations that a lot of people had, and some of the stuff that we clearly um, set ourselves up for for failure for. So let's uh, jump right in and let's go. Boop, boop, boop. All right. So, Doctor Strange, right? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, I I want to know first and foremost because I think the answer is no in a lot of people. Do you like Doctor Strange? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. See, I I, I like magic and stuff like that, and I think fundamentally, I think some people don't like Doctor Strange for that reason. All the other movies have been very sciencey, have always been very superhero-y. Doctor Strange is this weird in-between character mm-hmm. who they bumped up his power level to another. He's another tier of mute uh, of superhero now in that world. I feel yeah. like they they kind of bumped him up in a really big way. Uh, yeah. and I can I can see how people don't like that. I can see that too. Yeah, and and you know like I mean, when you you and I grew up together, we talk about like when we used to go to the comic shops, and I still have my first uh, the the Doctor Strange reboot issues that they came out with uh, back when we were in high school, I think, and I still have like the first five or six issues just in the box right here, um, and a lot of the the imagery of the first movie was taken from that book. Um, they definitely changed a lot of things that I didn't really care for. Um, I loved the imagery of like the uh, uh, um. What is the name of the place? Carmitage. I loved Carmitage being in like the mountains, and then they made it like in the middle of the city. And I was like, "That's a little weird," because this is supposed to be this like holy temple that no one's supposed to know about, and yet here we are. <laughs> like it, it was yeah. kind of weird, right? Um, so a lot of the first movie um, had some weird creative decisions, um, like you and I talked about on the phone, like thirty seconds after you left the movie, Michael. The uh, the fact that this movie allowed the spells to finally exist in the physical realm, that was pretty rad. Like they were like manifesting swords and weapons. Like that was what I wanted the, this like the whole time. But for whatever reason, we didn't get that in the first movie. So I loved Doctor Strange in the comics, but a lot of the stuff didn't carry over in the first movie. And this movie made up for that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I always liked Doctor Strange. I haven't always been too familiar with him. But, um, you know, like Michael said, it, he's he's a he's like a happy medium. He's not all the way uh, full on fantasy, magic, sword and sorcery, um, but he's different enough to uh, set himself aside from other Avengers and other Marvel heroes. So he's he's like right in the middle for me. And I, I've never been really like a, a fantasy person. Um, but he, he's, he's just fantasy enough for my, for my taste. Right. I, it's maybe it's just how they did special effects. Cause like, I remember when you and I first saw Lord of the Rings, like Gandalf was super nerfed in the movies, nothing like the books. And then like, and then you see the Hobbit movies and I'm like, okay, now he's like doing magic. This is cool. But where was that in Lord of the Rings book, movies? Like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was just the way the directors were at the time, special effects, maybe they just didn't know what they could really get away with magic-wise on screen, but mm-hmm. it really felt like this movie, they finally gave us the better version of Doctor Strange. Uh, I also feel like his manifestations of his powers 
to get into the tone of this movie, uh, I saw this movie at Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon. I saw this was prime little kid viewing in front of me, pumped up nine-year-olds. Over here, there was a church group where everyone had to get buddies. The mom was like, everyone get with your buddy. Get with your buddy now. <laughs> if they go, you go. Would not Right? And I looked around the room and I was like, man, is this going to be a movie for babies? Cut to the film. This was a very, not a horror film, but used many of that imagery and uh, the horror elements of this movie. If you were thinking this was going to be a Marvel shields and swords and laser beam movie, it was not. And for whatever reason, there was a brutality to the magic in this movie. The creatures feel brutal. The scenes, I feel like there's a lot of influence in other pieces of pop culture. Um, Taylor, put the spoilers banner back on the bottom right, right. of the screen. <laughs> so, uh, now we're going to start, obviously now we're going to start talking about the film. We were we were kind of just prefacing, but let's just jump right into it. I mean, here's our little spoiler ticker. We're gonna be, it's a live show. We're going to talk about spoilers. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. And if you're not paying attention to the ticker, Here's a big one across the screen. <laughs> We're going to go deep into spoilers right now. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, and it, that's not to say, listen, you should, if you enjoy this universe at all, I feel that you should see this movie. I think yeah. this movie is a big payoff to a lot of things that were set up. One of those being WandaVision. So if you have not watched yes. WandaVision, you absolutely need to watch it or the motivation of one third of the movie will not be there for you. But I felt like this was, Marvel stepping it up in a way. The scene, uh, the scene where uh, the Red Witch shows up into the chamber with everybody, that felt like something out of Invincible. That feels like something I saw on Amazon Prime. That feels like that scene where you bumped her up and went like, oh, what happens if one of our people goes rogue? So I, I enjoyed the tone of this, but this is an adult male who knows the references to Sam Raimi, who can feel his touches in the movie with, oh, Oh boy, was it great to see reaction shots. Some superhero just did some amazing thing. A monster scaling a building cut to a woman in fear. Now, I know that's a very silly thing to say, but like the flavor of this movie is all over the place. And I liked that. Yeah. Listen, I can't wait for you to tell me all the holes in this movie because they're all 100% real. <laughs> you are absolutely right if you're like, bro, this makes no sense to me. I am totally on board with you. But the fact that we had a film, I'm going to let you know that Black Widow, Shang-Chi, um, we're, 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 we're disappointments. Like not like a movie that I wouldn't recommend to people. I unfortunately have to watch it because I have this addiction. But I wouldn't say people to watch that movie. This movie feels like, oh no, there's something here. Um, so okay, we get more. I liked both of those movies for what they were. I mean, I liked Black Widow for like most of Black Widow. There was some I had some major gripes that good like two thirds of the movie, but mm -hmm. there were some great moments in that movie. Um, I loved Shang Chi. I loved that movie, and you you argue with me about it all the time because I thought it was great, and you're like, "No, it's dumb," and I'm like, "Shut up!" <laughs> all of the stuff that they highlight from that movie is how great the technical staff was, how great the choreography was, the amazing stuff they were able to do. That stuff is all great. That's not a story. That's not a movie. That's not what. That's not the story that I want to bite into here. This movie had a lot going on, and I enjoy. Yeah manifestation that they were showing in getting us into that world because they've been in spaceland forever 
Yeah, and it was yeah. it was a nice nice breath of fresh air. But let's jump right into like the beginning, right? I mean, we start off with this movie as like you said before we started, like and almost like a video game intro where they're with Defender Strange <laughs> and Chavez running down and trying to like run away from this this monster, and they're like parkouring everywhere. And it was like <laughs> reminded me of like that. I was watching the thing, and they're jumping. I'm like, I just kept thinking in my mind that scene from The Office was like parkour, parkour, like jumping off the wall, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to be honest, we have to call a spade a spade. This is one of the weaker cold open of a movie. I like yeah, it. With it. I saw what they were yeah. doing, but it felt like a video game. Yeah, Chuck, it felt awkward. use your powers. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah it felt like yeah, they were like, kind of forcing us into the action. And then you the see the flag at the end of the, the path. Like, you see the book of Vishanti, right? You see it mm-hmm. You see it there, and you're like, okay. Okay, so they've got... They're they're jumping around. There's a stained glass Kingdom Hearts looking platform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a book there that's glowing, and clearly that's like the savior of the universe. Let's get this book. Let's do it. And then like the monster like just destroys Doctor Strange. And you're like, okay, that was the thing. And then like it tries to kill her. Then she screams. Her eyes light up. Like goes like Super Saiyan style. And then portal opens behind her. And whoosh! She gets whipped out. And then we get cut to uh, the really kind of the 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 one of the emotionally meaty moments of the movie was the wedding, right? Yes. And I, I'll have to say, one of the things that Hold I on. really like... You, you, you skipped over the scene where we see Doctor Strange who falls asleep in bed with an iPad. He had an iPad right next to his pillow. He was watching some TV show in there. And then he goes... Yeah, the only emotional residence, they bring back that weird... The weird rat-looking dude, right? To, like, jagged him over his decisions with Thanos. Taylor... Why do they know about what happened on that alien world? Who snitched about what happened in the middle of space? Why does anybody I would like to think that the person who snitched was probably Captain America? You know, like you he's so? the kind of person who's like, I'm not gonna lie, and he's like, I'm a survivor, so I should tell the world what happened and apologize for it. Like, I feel like Captain America would have been the guy who had like the PR thing, like, we tried to stop him. And it didn't quite go this well. Doctor <laughs> gave up the phone so that we could save Tony, and then Tony hates me now. Like I could have seen like that being a press conference where he's like, "We messed up, guys," but this is the world. Yeah, where I could totally see that. Like, I could totally see. That. I could see that, right? Well, and the big thing that was set up at the beginning of the movie, which is reinforced over and over again, and maybe we have Question. to go back and watch all the other movies, is that dreams are glimpses into other realities of yourself doing activities. Tony Stark has the famous dream where he talks about he saw his daughter and she was as real as day. So Mm -hmm. what other characters have talked about dreams in the past? Because those are other universes that are at play Mm -hmm. right now. I really don't think there was a lot of references to dreams in the MCU as a whole. I mean, I could 100% be wrong and I'm willing to like let people like prove me wrong. Like, I don't know. I've seen every one of them. I don't remember a lot of dreams happen. Neither Um, do I. But one thing that I thought was really good was just right out the gate, they started off with the, what's the whole point of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. The whole emotional weight was the question they kept asking Dr. Strange. Are you happy? And they just kept, it kept repeating itself. Like Christine would say at the beginning, and then she said like a couple times, um, Wanda even said it to him at one point, And then the other Christine said it to him. And like, mm-hmm. just the whole, are you happy? Are you happy? Like, and even the, the, the Illuminati bring up like, he was never satisfied. He was never like, and they kind of imply that no Dr. Strange has ever really been happy with himself. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved that they just kept, it was like, um, 
classic Sam Raimi, like with his Spider-Man movies, like he would just keep repeating the same motif again and again. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I get, I get the moral here. I get what and, you're saying. And, it, and it's very ironic because uh, again, they keep bringing up the fact that uh, he always has to have the knife. Christine says that twice in the movie. And it's ironic that he's not happy, even though he always has to be in control. So it's, it's kind of a moot point. Yeah. He, uh, I want to get into the emotional resonance. That scene at the wedding, though, where they're all looking out at him and they're fighting across the street, that was straight out of Spider-Man 1, wasn't it? Wasn't that basically the parade where he yeah. saved, like, Mary Jane and everyone on the balcony is looking at him oh, fight man, somebody? Yeah. It felt very Spider-Man 1, yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> even the monster felt Spider-Man 1. And what's funny was, I wish that this monster would have had some rubber, it was all CG, and I, I kept wishing there was, like, some rubber arms or something. We could have seen a scene like that, something out of like, you know, the early 2000s. We got full CG monster. Yeah, and it wasn't Shimugorath. It was, uh, what they call him, Garganton or Gargantuan or something like that. It was just like a, a lookalike, essentially, that they wanted mm-hmm. to give that vibe because it was creepy. Mm-hmm. But um, this whole sequence where he gets to introduced to America Chavez and then you get uh, this whole fight, I was watching it and I'm like, yeah, 100% screaming Sam Raimi all over this thing. Like the, the pan shots of the crowd screaming, the pan shots mm-hmm. of like the people in the offices screaming. That was fun. And then like when he stabs it in the eye and then the eyeball pops out, I'm like, oh no, this isn't a kid's movie. Like that was the moment <laughs> when it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, okay. I was, I was expecting them to cut away, but it was like, nope, right in the eye. And I'm like, oh, they showed it. And then they pulled it out. I'm like, oh, they showed it. That was pretty fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, thought- exactly. Uh, it was like Spider-Man 2 when uh, Spider-Man's trying to save Aunt May from Doc Ock. That was like the scene again. Like, yeah. It's like, that's 100% what it was. Um, but- this was the first moment that the film also reveals its hand. You know, one of my one of my big complaints about those last Marvel movies, I said, is that they felt like cut and paste movies. That it's like there's really only two or three scenes where people are actually emoting and the rest of it is just kind of these large planned out sequences that have to go get approved and worked on at a place for six months so that it's movie quality. And all of a sudden, all of these choices felt like something out of this Evil Dead 4 movie that I never got. There was Army of Darkness, but like, what if Army of Darkness became a superhero? There was a lot of elements and choices that felt- You're saying Ash isn't superhuman? Uh, I I mean, I've seen those movies too. Superhuman-ish. We never saw, but Ash never like flew around like Superman, where- the third act of this movie is straight out of like, oh, what if it was a Superman? What if it was like an Evil Dead Superman dude? Like that's yeah. exactly – now he does that's some magic exactly stuff, but he also does some like weird like, I'm here. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarro Superman. Right. No, and I, I get you there. I mean like this movie had such – it. Um, I talked to my buddy Ryan uh, Unicom about this, and um, I texted him like while I was watching the movie, I was texting him. I'm like, dude. And he's like, I know. He's like – Watch this. Watch what. Because I told him where I was at, and he's like, "Wait for this next shot." I'm like, "How many times have you seen this? You know what I'm at." Like he, um, but as he said uh, multiple times on like Twitter, this is the most Sam Raimi movie Sam Raimi has made since Evil Dead. Like it just oozed Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Okay, maybe this is too. But this is the you are the people I'd ask about this. Is this the response? to what has happened with Zack Snyder and that these films get cut and you can't even tell. 
in watching this movie, I was like, oh, that's a Sam Raimi shot. The horror, when, uh, when the Red Witch is in the inner keep and we see the three, we get extreme. Yeah, this scene, this is straight out of an Evil Dead movie. We I, I loved this scene because of like the panning camera. Like it was very old fashioned. It would like zoom and pan out. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a Sam Raimi sequence. And then like when Wanda crawls out of like the gong and I'm like, oh, this Yo. is like, Wanda went straight up like the ring and like, it was all arms were all broken and she was like like crawling. Yeah, it out felt of- like uh Stephen uh Stephen King's it when he when yeah. he was uh crawling. But out it of also reminded me of the um the basement zombie in Evil Dead. Like mm-hmm. I was like Well, one of the things uh, you know, I was watching um I just started watching Jujitsu Kaisen, which is an action show, but has a lot of horror elements. And this is the first time, you know, for a lot of little kids, this is baby's first horror film. They're going to see imagery in this movie that they will then go see in a horror movie. There was like three jump scares in the movie. Only one of them worked on me. Only one of them got me. But the other which got you? Did it, you? Uh, the uh, Xavier one, when he put his hand in the hole and that the Xavier one got me because he looked so scared. I old man Patrick Stewart got scared and I was like, what's gonna happen to what's gonna happen to Captain Picard? I got scared for him. I got scared for him. Right. But I also but no, felt like, but that was also a flex of the movie. I told Taylor, yeah. like, oh, our our psychic, our witch, she snaps your psychic heads, dude. Like yeah. your head is gone, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, let's let, I mean, let's talk about some of the the, the things. Like I, I one thing we talked about before the show is I could not believe they kept her star imagery when they opened the portals. I thought it was kind of gorgeous to look at. It was really cool sequencing. Yeah. But it was very, it was like, to me, this, this, this shot kind of encompasses how far Marvel has come. Right. Mm-hmm. When you have Marvel phase one, where they're like, uh, let's, let's show Iron Man build his suit from the ground up. Cause we don't want it to seem too fantastical. Let's show, um, let's basically say Thor isn't a God, but he's an alien. That's a super old and, everything's science and like and then they're like phase four now star portals and like yeah. <laughs> right um i love that i thought that was like i'm like yay comic accuracy it's finally happening it's getting weird now let's do this um but what was the uh the macguffin of the movie right it was you had the uh book of ashanti but the uh the dark old right i mean oh, oh wait no that's the that's right right that's the other dark old that, the Darkhold yeah. is essentially the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon. Yeah. Like, here it is, Sam Raimi again bringing up a book as the MacGuffin of the movie, which I think is just super Sam Raimi of him. I love it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I I see a lot of people complaining, like, "Oh, it was a multiverse movie. There's only two, three worlds." Like, that's fine. Like, I'm not as as nitpicky about that because Marvel has never been what DC is. I mean, DC is like here's Here's the crisis event where let's just show you everything. Or here's, uh, I mean, literally they just, every event with multiverse has the crisis in it somewhere. I mean, there's, but they yeah. never go like half assets. It's like, they're like, it's always like, here's 20 different worlds or things like that. So, I mean, if you want a, a huge multiverse movie, I mean, the Flash movie comes out next year and we're probably going to see like five timelines in that before they land on where they're going. But I think we're two movies too early for all that. For, I think yeah. all the shenanigans everybody oh, yeah. wants. I think that is where this leads to. Uh, I think all 100%. of those moments that paid off in Avengers Endgame, right? Like all of those big moments of that fight. That's all those movies. We're going to get two more movies where we're not in the multiverse of madness yet. But that's where this leads to. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the thing. I, I, I do, even though I, li- I like this movie, I do have my gripes um i do think it was a bit mismarketed um 
like you said, it, we're 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 a few we're still a few movies away from the the madness part. Not we're we're just getting our feet wet in the multiverse. And you know, as as crazy as this movie is, it didn't quite feel mad or chaotic. Yeah, you are yeah. supposed well, and I think this is one of I think this is one of the issues with the film in general. You were supposed to know of the madness from a cartoon series called What If. And if you don't know, like, I felt like that, there wasn't a one-to-one. And I guess if you are in the fandom already, that should have already been there. But, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, what, it, 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 if the madness is that there, there was a zombie person, we saw a guy snap the whole universe away. Like, we're, as an audience, we're pretty okay. We, yeah. we know weird stuff happens. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I think it was... I think it absolutely was mismarketed, but I think that if you would have called it the horror of the of, of the Red Witch, the the revenge of the Red Witch, I don't think people would have seen it. You know what I mean? They have mm-hmm. to really show they he has to be he has to be the main draw. Yeah. Yeah, I think um and I like this comment is saying like uh, I mean maybe yeah, maybe Feige is afraid of taking risks uh, with a short amount of time. Maybe he is uh, scared of I mean, pulling, like what we say, pulling a Zack Snyder and killing Superman in movie two. Like, yeah, Feige plays the long game. That's what he does. Um, but 100%, if you've watched the Disney Plus stuff, if you watch What If, if you watch Loki, if you watch this movie, you know the Secret War is coming. Like, yes. It's like, if anyone's trying to deny it at this point, you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> I mean, the entire uh, sequence in Universe 838 was like, Multiverse, multiverse, incursion, incursion, secret wars coming. Secret. I'm like watching it. I'm like, do they just have to have it across the screen saying "next coming up next" is the secret war? Like yeah. at that point, it was so obvious. Uh, and I also think that the secret war is going to take all the heroes away, and that's when we get the Young Avengers movie. I think we'll have what? Young Avengers Maybe. on Earth. Where <clears throat> there's guys. There's no. There's no A team. We're the B squad. We got to figure this out. And you could give them one. Daredevil could be behind to be like, I gotta, I gotta deal with these ragtag kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> you get one. Maybe. I mean, I think what's probably going to happen is they're going to set up a lot of this stuff. And I mean, we're probably going to see like the young Avengers in like a Disney plus mini series kind of thing, like a limited six episode event where mm-hmm. you get some stuff. Maybe that's like two, three years away. Yeah. But um, I think what it comes down to is this whole like movie and everything with Disney plus. I mean, we now know that what took 10 years for Endgame could probably take only two or three years. Cause Marvel now is pumping out three or four movies a year, plus three or four shows simultaneously mm-hmm. they can they can lay down so much more groundwork within a year than they ever been able to and i think um this movie was probably just like to me it was like uh kind of like the x-files movie right where you had like in between like seasons five and six or whatever season it was where you have like the big event now back to the show yeah. it was this was the tent pole that leads to the next part of the story and it is a much better tentpole movie than other tentpole movies. Yeah. Because we've had these movies that are very clearly junction points, and they are bad movies. Thor 2 comes to mind for a movie yeah. that is set up for something else, and that movie is the victim of it. This it's movie weird. didn't feel like a victim right? to anything. I mean, for the movie that was supposed to set up the Infinity Stones and set up Endgame, it missed so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think it was probably just because people couldn't get behind the idea that one of the Infinity Stones was a like a gelatinous blob of liquid floating around. I'm like, yeah. why did you do that? What did you do, Marvel? Like, we know it's a stone. Make it a stone. 
Why is it yeah. floating around? The Aether. No, it's the Reality Stone. Just, just call it what it is. <laughs> and color it correctly. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, all, all the colors are messed right up in, in the Infinity Songs. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's crazy. But um, before we jump into the comment that I just popped up my screen that I want to talk about, um, let's talk about eight, the world 838. Like, clearly the futuristic, like, utopia world um, with that beautiful scene that led into the Illuminati and the like I can't believe that, they played the Sting. They played the right? '90s cartoon Sting. Yeah, right? Ooh, that that scene when that happened. Like, did anyone freak out when that happened? Yes, yes, Ivan, it did. Uh, I was sitting there watching it, and when that that little comment popped up, I was like, "Oh my lord!" <laughs> and, and good on and good on Marvel because they you knew that he was going to be there, but we all thought that it was because they wanted to bring in Deadpool. Nope, we're no. not doing any of that stuff. We're going to get a wonderful, and I bet we even get a time travel team. I bet we get the 1997. I think that cartoon series is going to end with them going through a portal and showing up to live action in 2022 being like, let's go, bub. Like, you know don't, what I mean? Somebody don't tease me. Don't tease me. <laughs> I don't think my 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 weak heart could handle like a finale episode Bruh, where like they cross over into reality and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Rogue shows up. She's like, "Hi, sugar." And she like punches Captain Marvel with an uppercut. It'd be a great oh, fight on man. the compound. Ooh, it'd I be don't so need good. it. I don't need it. Like I that. Need I've it. never wanted something as bad as I just want an interaction with X Men ninety seven Rogue and like Captain Marvel, like MCU Captain Marvel, and just her just be like, "Didn't I put you in a coma?" Like just just a line <laughs> like that. Blow, be like, blow, blow all the catchphrases all at once. Ant-Man punches Jean Grey. Jean! Like, to just get all the catchphrases <laughs> out of the way, and then we can go back to the story. Nope. Uh, we need two hours of X-Men 90s fan service. That's what we need. That is 100% what we need. He said, shut up, Michael. I wouldn't take it. No, I, I would probably, that would be it. Like, but look at, it would be but, straight up. But on, listen like, to this like, conversation. Listen to this conversation. Yeah. I, I apologize, Taylor. I know I have to shut up. But, like, this is a movie I saw, and I looked around me. Who is this for? That scene is for us. Yes. That is for us. Yes. That is for the adults in the room, yes. which is like, why it's such a big deal, what she does to the Illuminati. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, that scene, um, when he comes out in the green suit, the, the 90s, 97 sting with the, uh, the flying chair, I'm just like, I'm watching it, like, they just pulled the 90s cartoon in i mean the only thing they didn't do was gave him like the crazy like vulcan eyebrows mm. like, that was the only thing <laughs> um cuz i mean my like 90s professor x uh at, he had some gnarly eyebrows they and gave him the waves when he did his psychic they showed yeah, the waves yeah, out of his head and i was like bro great let's go like where's like, you know wolverine's outside with claws ready to get into that room <laughs> Like honestly, when he did that, and like, okay, let me just pull up for the people who have not seen the '90s X-Men show. Here is a beautiful statue that you can buy online, and this is pretty much the '90s X-Men Professor X, yep. Yep. green suit, crazy eyebrows, holding his head with using his powers. Like that was what we got in the movie. Like, like ripped right out of the show. Holy crap! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would he would do this, and then and then when he would get attacked by psychics, he would go, "Get out of my mind!" He did that a lot. He's a very ah, like that. Like it was amazing. 
it was amazing. I <laughs> sorry, Michael, whatever you're making me hyped up. Oh my goodness. But like uh I I don't even know. Like there's so many like this was a fan servicey mo- movement moment. And like and obviously we'll go right into the rest of them. I mean we had Captain Carter, um, played by Haley Atwell, like she came back uh reprising her what if role. Um we had was it Monica, what was her mother's name in Captain Marvel? <sighs> I, I always forget the other. She was the. Her, she's the best friend. The best friend. Maria, was it Maria? I don't know. It, it, it was, was the other Top Gun pilot. Yeah, it was the other pilot, and um, I loved how she she stayed with the Cree colors. Like that was pretty rad. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so she didn't go like, like Captain America style. Um, that's cool. Um, and You're right. It was Maria. Maria Rambo. Cool. And I loved how they. They just name dropped him like his actual like inhuman name and said the leader of the protector of the Terrigen Mist. And they just like straight up just said it in like Black Bolt. And he's just like, look at my fork. <laughs> right? <laughs> and like that whole sequence, I think, was the redeem redeeming that Anson Mount needed for that that god awful miniseries. Because he was the best casted character in that show. And that show did not work. And then seeing him again was so good. And as a mm-hmm. 90s cartoon guy. He he showed up not only in the Fantastic Four show, but he also showed up in the Iron Man show. So like those characters are so iconic to me to see them on film in that looking form. It was yeah. like, oh boy, that's yeah. that is him. That's is, the man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and so I'm not going to throw the picture up on screen because I'm pretty sure that nothing official has released yet. I don't want us to get like in super amounts of trouble. Um, but uh, the the pinnacle of the casting was Mr. Fantastic himself with John Krasinski. Uh, the most fan-casted casting of the last, like, decade, probably. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, I firmly believe, I mean, there's some news dropped earlier today that uh, Jack Ryan is going to end at season four. So he's going to be free for a franchise, but he's also, like, committed to, like, like two or three other uh, Quiet Place movies for Paramount. Like, yeah. he's still busy. Um, mm. I firmly believe that he did this as a setup for another role in Secret War, and that's it. Um, I don't see him for a second directing the Fantastic Four movie. I don't see him for a second starring in it. But I see I see his wife and his kids coming back in the Secret War and maybe some references to him, some flashbacks with him. But like, I, I don't see him doing a lot more else just because of how he is. So I don't want to like break any hearts, but... Uh, yeah, no, his suit was gorgeous. Everything about him. But what did you say on the phone to me? Like, what is it, 20 years since the last time we saw Mr. Fantastic on screen? But the Oh, the yeah. Okay, so, weird. yeah. we So we as the fandom just need to make an agreement right now, okay? And, uh, uh, and Smooth, I'd like you to be a part of this. Stretchy man physics just look weird on film. They still haven't figured it out. Listen. They, they they keep they don't know what to do with these Fantastic Four movies. Just make them. It's gonna look weird. It's gonna look bad. We'll deal with it. Get me some clobbering time. There's ways <laughs> to fix this. Mister Fantastic is not the way. It just looks goofy. I one hundred percent agree. I have never been a fan of of the the rubberiness, but that's just something you just can't get around. So uh, I, I'm I'm in total agreement with you. I feel like this Fantastic Four movie should take a bite out of. Christ and do what Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, where everything in that movie is the universe. You got to just make that look in world and 
and do it like that and then bring him over or something. I, I get it. I, 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 I don't know why this is the case that stretchy man physics have looked awful forever. But when he it's came really in like a slinky and then was slinking all over the place, I was like, no, <laughs> no. thank you. This is that what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing he here? Like teleported in and then it was like <laughs> into his seat. I'm like, what is <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And then when he did his little like off the ceiling, I'm like, Okay, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. And that and that's exactly that's I know this is a little bit off off subject, but that's exactly why they changed Miss Marvel's uh power set for yeah. the, for her upcoming series. It just it doesn't quite work. Yeah, but they uh, made her a Green Lantern. Like I have so many issues with that. Like now she has like a power gauntlet that gives her like purple projectile. I'm like, she's a Green Lantern. Like prove me wrong. Oh, I didn't like, she has a gauntlet. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like her bracelets are giving her power, I think. Oh, At least yeah, what the preview like implied. I don't like so I'm that. mad about that. But um I still feel like it would be really fun to see this fella back in Secret War just because as as bad as those movies were, he was amazing. Like he was probably the best cast of the whole movie. I mean, except for like Michael Chiklis as the thing. I think he was pretty great too. Um I want him back. I, I would love to see him get like a like just a random like, oh, I've been Mr. Fantastic for 20 years or something like that. Just some like older version of like the Secret War. Um, I think to this, people will come back. Like he will be like the Michael Keaton to his Batman. Like he will be the the OG mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic for a lot of people. Even I like if those crash, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily consider them bad. They're not, they're not great by any means. But the second like, movie is pretty bad. I mean, that's a good. The, sec- the second movie, the second bad. movie is the lesser of the two. But <laughs> it's only uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, um, I no, think to me. Um, but hold on. To be fair, that next Fantastic Four movie is unwatchable. No, it is no, no. Boring. I will Listen, argue on this one. The first half is very watchable. The I second 100% half is agree. a dumpster fire. Terrible. It is absolutely like, horrible. I, I, me and my wife went to go see see the uh, Fan Four Stick, and uh, <laughs> I love how you call I, it. I, I love. I love. Well, I didn't love it, but I really was very invested all the way up until the time jump. After the time jump, I'm like, "What am I watching?" It became it became a completely different movie. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I, even, I agree with you there. I don't even remember the time jump that we're talking about. I do now I vaguely remember of it. Uh, I feel like the problem with the Fantastic Four is that they they think that they have to do the the the. The, the the spaceship one and I think they need to the, the first movie needs to be them going into the inner earth that we have the first setup for a movie they get their powers and Mole Man's there and they're like alright we gotta do this and we see a crazy thing in small scope and then we find out how they get their powers is I it kind of like- wrong that I feel like the Fantastic Four would benefit from the Incredible Hulk intro where it's just like you have like a three minute music montage of them getting their yes. powers and you never yeah. address it again Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do what they did with Spider Man. Oh, uh, guess what? We're the Six Fantastic Four. I have powers. He's like, he's like, <laughs> but yeah, and then maybe ten years down the line, give an animated series showing the intro. <laughs> opening opening shot is the Baxter Building. There's a there's a video playing in the lobby. The first four family getting their pa- ah. We see that in the background. <laughs> Cut to the the thing in an office cubicle being like, man, I'm bored. Like, and then just get into the movie. <laughs> I really like, um, no, I like that idea, but it, immediately when you were saying that, I was thinking of like Back to the Future 2, like the, the Biff Museum intro. Yeah. Like, I would love that. Kind of like, they're walking into the Baxter building and they're like, there's a, a statue of Mr. Fantastic with like the Biff Museum style. 
at 25, this happened. And I'm like, <laughs> like a newsreel of just his whole life. That'd be really fun. It'd be like really, really cheesy, but really fun. Well, I also feel um, like the Fantastic Four is expendable in the MCU. Oh, the power creep of the MCU. I feel like every time we see the MCU people, they are always making them more powerful than the other universes. They're oh, always yeah, sure. like, oh, you're Doctor Strange. He's a special one. All those bastard Doctor Stranges. We gotta get rid of those ones. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I mean, the Illuminati um, in this world um, were so vastly arrogant that they were just, I, I loved every bit of it. And I, I didn't feel as bad watching them all get, like, totally murdered. Because I'm like, wow, they all had that coming. They're a bunch of tools. But um, <clears throat> it could not have just been me. But the moment that Professor, like, they're all like, she's coming. Let's go attack. And then Professor X is like, I want you to hear this. And I'm like, he's talking to Magneto. I was like, that was the moment when he was basically saying, like he, that was the most Professor X moment we've seen in an X Men related movie since like mm-hmm. the first X Men movie back in ninety nine. Uh, what universe was that? What uh, the the what uh, what universe was the Illuminati universe? Eight three eight. Eight three eight. Yeah. Yo, what if the eight three eight Magneto shows up and goes, "My best friend was killed, and I want answers," and just starts wrecking stuff in another <laughs> universe, like. Magneto causes an incursion because his best friend got killed. Like that Maybe. would be the most I, I would love that. But no, I, I feel like that's probably gonna be like one of the things that um I will just jump to it. This version of Wanda with her kids in the 838 universe, I a hundred percent believe she's a mutant. Mm, yes. And her dad yeah. is a hundred percent Magneto, and she knows it. Like, this is not broken Wanda. This is Wanda who's had a family, like mm-hmm. Wanda who's was raised functional, right? Yeah. So I feel like if we're ever going to get a moment where Magneto shows up, it's going to be like, so this other version of my daughter came and possessed my daughter and hurt my grandkids. Let's go mess up this other universe. Like, that's all the motivation you need. And if you're talking about real end scenes, what if the final scene of the movie was the door? We see the door open and she's hugging the kids and they're all crying. The camera pans out and you see the red the red outfit, right? The helmet just comes down in the ball, the, the electricity ball, and yeah. goes junk and just walks into the house. I mean, right? Like, that's the thing we're waiting for. We're waiting for that moment where, like, where are we in this world? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where's my daughter? <laughs> what <laughs> happened <laughs> here? <laughs> like, something like that. Like, I I don't know. I... Genova, see shit for my family. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Like, I don't know, there's so many moments in this movie that, like, you could tell that they had big plans that yeah. they just couldn't couldn't pan out with. Um, yeah. And I think that was probably what set up a lot of expectations to be a lot bigger than what they were, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we knew that this movie, going into it, um, there was rumors out the butt of who was going to be included. We were like, oh, we're going to see the X-Men, we're going to see this, we're going to see James McAvoy, we're going to see Michael Fassbender, we're going to see Ian McKellen. They were just, like, name-dropping every X-Men actor they wanted to see. And then, like, then obviously, this is how I knew that Patrick Stewart was coming. It was like a year ago, we got this concept art, this previous art wow. that leaked online, and I was like, okay, Ultron bots, cool, cool. Uh, Professor X in the golden hover chair. I got like so excited <laughs> once I knew this was real. Um, we all knew this was coming, but then uh, people started speculating if that was just a different universe, and they would start seeing like many more pit stops, and no one really guessed that it would all be one universe, mm-hmm. right? But um, one thing, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I will probably, I will, I will, I will 
stick to this until I see it on Blu-ray and I can pause it. I feel like Christine is a black widow in this world. Right? Yeah, I, I, got, I got that vibe. She's got as the red well. hair. And, the, and, and even belt a little and... belt buckle. Let me turn yeah. off the little. She's got that Black Widow belt buckle on. It's not painted mm-hmm. red, but it's like a silver Black Widow belt buckle. And yeah, I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay. Somehow this version of uh, Dr. Palmer is uh, a trained assassin too. Yeah, but she was very, she never did. I, I They should have given her an axe kick. She should didn't she do like a weird jump, like a Black widow jump at one point in the movie? Like she was thrown and she like landed a certain way. And I'm like, she did break the glass open, correct? She right, they, but they, then, yeah, right. Didn't no, no. She didn't break. She was breaking it, and then she like star punched it. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. No, okay. So maybe she just got shown up by the other people. I think she's yeah. She's like a brainiac. She's like a brainiac Black Widow or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I even texted Ryan. I'm like, is she a Black Widow? He's like, I think so too. And I'm like, why would you allow my my irresponsible thoughts to be <laughs> and if we're talking about uh, if we're talking about other women in the MCU being black widows how great would it be for peter to show up in the secret war next to an aunt may and he's like aunt may what are you doing here aunt may snaps the neck of somebody slices somebody else she goes i don't know who you are but i you're gonna have to fight with me and he's like you're, you're my family and she like kills somebody over here i'm I mean, you may show up in like a cat suit with like the gauntlets on and be like what who are you and like that would be funny um that'd be pretty funny i don't know how i could physically handle that that'd just be like too fan servicey <laughs> uh, I feel like the movie walked a real fine line with fan servicey where Spider-Man felt over the top fan servicey, but it felt so deserved and I wanted it. And there's such a funness to that movie. This movie didn't swing for the fences, but again, that's where all that Disney plus content, I yeah. feel like the payoff to all of this was Disney plus where the Spider-Man movie was paid off content for seeing Spider-Man movies. If you've been and a for fan like for 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. Yeah, here's, last 20 years. Sure. Yeah. Where this one was like, oh, you got to be watching, you got to have a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, Spider No Way Home felt like a culmination, whereas uh, the uh, Multiverse of Madness felt like a, oh, not I, I want to say a consolation prize because it was definitely more rewarding than that, but uh, like a a light culmination, just like a like a diet culmination yeah i feel you yeah <laughs> yeah not 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 a full thanksgiving but like a hungry man like an extra large hungry yeah man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but no um i i still feel like this is probably why i mean this movie was supposed to originally come out before no way home mm-hmm. and i think the escalation probably would have felt more natural if this was first and then that movie came out mm-hmm. um because this definitely felt a little underwhelming compared to No Way Home, but it would have also felt like a better ramp up to No Way Home. Yeah, if we would have had this first. And it didn't help that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch hyped it up to be uh, just as good as No Way Home. So uh, they would have had to change No Way Home though, because he would have had to have the. This would have had to pop up at one point, even yeah. if it was in one scene, like when he's like trying to hold. He would have had to hold the spell in. You know what I mean? Like you would have mm-hmm. had to like. He's on another level now. There's like something up with him now. So you would have had to shown that in some regard if yeah. you would have had him in that movie. Yeah. So, if, yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I thought was kind of cool was this was a very Sam Raimi vibe to it. Like even though this is kind of like the, the dark dimension look to it that they had in the first movie, 
um, when Wanda was doing her, her dream walking and she was jumping from world to world, that was like the intro to the Spider-Man movie. Like, yeah. like that was a hundred percent that um, Sam Raimi vibe to it. And I thought that was a really cool way and of Taylor, doing Taylor, did you get Twin Peaks vibe? There's a real oh. fire walk with me vibe to the demons in the other world and all of that stuff. I was like, man, this is a little Lynchian with all of this book stuff. Especially yeah. dreamwalking. Dreamwalking is like, yeah, what else? Tell me more about these dreams. Fire, walk with me. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, um, then then we go right back to the, the thing. Uh, the thing that we all agree on is the most Sam Raimi this to the entire movie. Zombie Strange. Yeah, Zombie Strange. For sure. That whole Definitely. sequence where he dreamwalked into Defender Strange's corpse. <laughs> and then... They name dropped like hell. Like apparently, hell now exists in the MCU. Taylor, I was I I I was slapping the person next to me, being like, "Oh my god, they just canonized hell!" Like Ghost Rider comes from hell now because hell <laughs> is a place. Like, and then uh, what was it? Even Christine was like, "You're the 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 Sorcerer Supreme. You you control the spirits." And he's like, "Oh, that's right. Let me make them into a cape." Like that was the the most Sam Raimi. Yeah. Like I was like, this is Sam Raimi jumping his own shark with another shark that he just jumped. Shark. <laughs> I am all for this. Well, like, but it, makes, <clears throat> it brings me back to something we talked about earlier. When was Sam Raimi brought on? Was he pitching these beats because it feels like other directors were not given that sort of level of control where all of these beats feel very Sam Raimi inspired. That whole look, the the spawn sort of aspect of it. I mean, I was totally I. In fact, I wanted more Zombie Strange. I wanted to see another, you know, we saw regular Strange fight an eyeball monster. Let's see Zombie Strange fight it and see some crazy devil magic happen. Because those right. those golems just fell off the cliff, right? They didn't really do that much. Yeah, they didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping that we would see more of him being just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, from my understanding, Scott Derrickson was the original director. He left yes. due to creative control issues. Because they were rewriting the movie out from underneath him while they were filming WandaVision. It's like so mm-hmm. because of COVID protocols and them changing the stuff in WandaVision, they were rewriting the movie. He basically didn't like how the movie turned out because it was less of what he wanted and more of what the studio wanted. And then I from my understanding, um, when Sam Raimi came on, they basically had like, here's the movie, here's what we're doing, but they left the third act kind of up for him to design the final battles like they were like you can do what you want with this and he's like zombie strange he like that was his like big creative decision was to to give us this and the monstrosity well and also you know zombie strange is part of it but the fight scene before all of that we got the 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 music rune fight which some (sighs) people aren't gonna like and that's okay but i also loved it like here is a non-traditional we've had 30 movies of dudes punching dudes. And then guess what, you guys? Ladies can punch dudes and ladies punch dudes. And it was great to have like, oh, here's like, like a weird, here's just a weird notes. thing. Like, yeah. I, lo- I like that scene. I really like that scene. But I'm glad that you brought up Scott Derrickson because, I, like I said, I like this movie. I'm not crazy about it. And the reason that is, is because of the tone. For me, it mm. felt a bit tonally inconsistent. Yeah. I loved the horror scenes. I loved them. They were fantastic. Very Sam Raimi. He directed the hell out of those scenes. 
But when it went away from those horror scenes, it felt like a completely different movie to me. It, am, am I the only one that, that felt like that? Or No, and I think that was the inconsistency that didn't vibe with me either. Like, I think we mm-hmm. talked about this before where um, the secret, the scene where they were walking down 838 in the street and then they stepped mm-hmm. on the memory things. The most boring, was... most boring scene of the movie. The whole movie's been a great adventure and then we just lull into walking up and down grass hills. Yeah, I was just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool, cool, cool. So we're going to get a, a nice little emotional flashback where uh, – seeing some of this really expensive watch and they make a, a, a student loan joke. Cool, cool. All right, that's fun. And then like, it, it just felt like that whole sequence, yeah, it was to add some emotional weight, but it felt really ill-placed. And Yeah, it was ill-placed and quite, too long. It was really long. It was super weird. Um, and one thing that I really wasn't super fan about was the, um, the fact that they changed Doctor Strange's uh, sister's death. Mm. Right? Um, because we know that in the original movie, uh, they cut out the scene because it was too dark for the intro of the movie. But the whole movie was supposed to start with his sister getting sick and him going into medical school to learn how to save her and then her dying before he gets the chance. Like, mm-hmm. we that was part of the motivation for Doctor Strange was that he wants to be in control. He wants to have the scalpel because he felt he, he was arrogant enough to feel that he was the only one who could have saved his sister and he failed. And then just to changing it into a she fell in some water through the lake. I'm like, that defeat, that's like yeah, such that's a, a throwaway. Yeah. And that didn't really, like, I, I get why they added some of those those lines in to make emotional resonance, but it didn't work for me at all. I think that they don't, they, they have two dials with these movies. And in the last, they have their comedies. And like, once Thor became a comedy, the tone worked itself out. Guardian movies are joke forward movies and those jokes and buttons kind of tailor those scenes. Mm-hmm. In uh, Spider-Man is a joke heavy movie. All of the your favorite scenes from the last Spider-Man movie were Spider-Man's doing bits with each other. Um in these other movies they don't they they didn't know what the tone is with Strange. They they keep giving him kids like he's a mentor so he's serious mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it feels flat and unfortunately uh i'm excited to see what they do with the character of america the actress playing with her boy was she weak and was real one note and really should work harder you are you should really work harder you're in a multi go watch those wanda boys those wanda boys earned their paychecks those boys <laughs> killed it they went from tv to a movie those kids i want i want those kids to be the next harry potter boys I want <laughs> for 10 years let's get them on keto let's get them doing parkour they will be amazing um that some of that stuff, and I wonder if that fell flat with you as well. I, so that stuff was like, oh man, we had to have all these like scenes, and she's the weakest aspect of the movie because all these other scenes were like pretty fun, were like yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it, I, it, it, I, it felt a little flat. I felt the actress was fine. I mean, she was very green because mm-hmm. this is like her first movie, mm-hmm. but I felt like the writing for her scenes did feel they were very shoehorned in. Like they they didn't need to be there. Like I understand like having the scene with her talking about her two moms, like that was fine and giving her a motivation, but it seemed it was really drawn out and it could have been trimmed down a little bit. It just felt mm-hmm. very like like just kind of forced. And it made yeah. the, the force of the scene made it 
awkward for her to act it out, and it was just too long. And that's when it kind of fell flat. Show, I, I, I apologize. I know you have something to say too. Show, don't tell. Why not have them when they go through one of the things? Strange looks over and sees the two women screaming and falling into a portal. And when they land, he goes, "What was that?" And she goes, "Oh, I don't like to talk about that." And they see it again. Another time he sees it. He's like, you got to tell me what that is. She goes, the first time I do it, it's scarred into my memory. Every time I go through, I have to relive the horror of what I did to my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, show me that scene instead of her standing on the helipad. We're like, did she do this before? Is this the memory? This is a terrible memory. Also, can other people see the memory? Do do homeless people just watch inappropriate memories in their mind? They have to call the police. They have to. That call. was actually a question that I had too. Is like, I definitely had that question. Everybody's dirty laundry when they. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles. There are homeless people everywhere. You can't be giving out free CG movies on the sidewalk. That was a no-go. <laughs> to piggyback on your point, I, uh, I I do I do agree. Show don't tell. I would have preferred if that scene had open the movie that way we would have gotten introduced to america chavez and her her origins and her motives and all you know all of that so i, I would have liked for that to open a movie and then go into defender strength yeah i like that like start the movie with her sitting there with the flowers her parents coming up and saying like oh so beautiful and like all that stuff the bee her screaming the star and then cut it right into teenage her running with strange mm-hmm. and like fast track of that like that yes, to me would have yes. been like holy crap what yeah. is happening yeah just that little bit we would have cared for her a little bit more in that video game scene i was in that video game scene i'm pretty sure i was i was the only one in the audience who knew who the hell she was and they're like yeah. what's happening why is this ponytail doctor strange running with this girl like like she's important she's the target She's Sam Raimi's new final girl. That's what this movie is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know she was a big part of the movie. When we went to the theater, they had the big <laughs> cutout, the big cutout. And then she was in the corner. I was like, oh, who's that girl? And my friend was like, oh, she's like a really big deal in the movie. No idea. No idea. I thought this was a buddy. I thought the, the witch and him were going to go fight monsters together. And the and then they were going to break. Something's going to happen in the third act. That was not the movie we got. We no, got a Juan demon going through TVs, going into other bodies of herself. Do you think we should have seen her, like, maybe one of the bodies she gets into dies and she then takes another body in another universe? That would have been fun. I would have liked to have seen that. She was instantly successful. She instantly found a Wanda with powers and went right to work. Yeah, that's another thing that bothered me. What, like, do do all the Wandas have have powers? Are, are all of them Scarlet Witches? Well, that's I mean, why I'm saying like <laughs> the eight three eight version of Wanda had to be the mutant version that was raised by her dad because she clearly had some control over her powers. Um, yeah, but I was also I was reading an and her today where, <laughs> I was reading an interview today with uh, Elizabeth Olsen where she said that when she was dreamwalking into that version of Wanda, she only had a fraction of her actual power, and she smoked the Illuminati with like ten percent of her actual power. Also, nobody 
No body, no corpse. Those rocks fell on her. That don't mean anything. You're telling me that go- she is the chosen messiah of a witch religion and they're just going to let her physical body die? Uh-uh, honey. Something's going to happen yeah, in her body. Gonna... She's like, why am I Why am I back? They're like, oh, you, you made a deal with the devil. Don't you know you work for us? I, I don't want to. Eyes turn red. <laughs> yeah, it's go. definitely going to take more than a rock slide to kill the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be fair, it was a mountain that fell on her. <laughs> I mean... Come on, it's it's the Scarlet Witch. Did you did you see the the? the I saw the movie. The, the, I saw the movie. Too. I'm just saying. Um, to me, it's like I always I get. It's one thing when you you have the the hero do the hero sacrifice, and then I feel like that's a kind of a, a kind of a cop out when they don't know how to write a proper ending for a character. They just kill the character off in a very heroic way. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, it was like um when the supernatural series ended when they're like. Let's just kill one of the main characters off, and that'll just make up for the weird way that we can't wrap him up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, just flesh it out a little bit better. Yes, yes. I didn't, I didn't mind the sacrifice. I, it, there wasn't enough buildup in between her, her uh, change in morality and her sacrifice. It, it was, it was almost instant. Yeah, like uh, this scene was cool. Yes, when the two Wanda's talk to each other, and then. Uh, six one six Wanda realized that she had become the monster she was trying to. Yes, I love this scene. From. Yeah, but uh, it didn't I... feel as if it was enough to cause yeah. that. Like, yeah, the sacrifice wasn't earned. I totally yeah. agree with you, but I feel like that's a problem in all in a lot of these movies, and all of the wonderful Sam Raiminess made up for all of that because I didn't. I didn't walk away with that sticking in my mind. That is a problem all the time where they're like, okay, they're dead now. Now you're a superhero. Let's go. Like now you should be motivated. And it's like, no, you need to spend more time on those things. And, you know. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Like it would have been kind of, I mean, what if they would have, what if this Wanda would have like 616 Wanda kills 838 Wanda and then her kids are now vengeful and they travel into our world. And then that's how we get them in the Young Avengers. Like they could have done things a little bit different like to make the the scene more emotionally earned. Absolutely. Um, like Wanda kills the other one by mistake, the kids are terrified and she's like, "Oh my god, what have I become?" And, and that again, the only emotional <clears throat> weight of this is if you watched WandaVision. Cuz if you don't know about any of that, it's like, you don't why care. why do I why do I care about any of this? Yeah. Yeah, uh I don't disagree at all. I mean, I feel like this was a very unique Unique take. Now, this movie gave us the first time that you've been required to watch the miniseries to understand the beats. Like it was, mm-hmm. the MCU has never been that reliant on another medium without before. Like this is the first time that they were like, "No, you have to have watched it, otherwise it's not going to work." Yeah. <clears throat> and my and I'm I I think this this whole process right here is what the next Star Wars movie is going to be. I think the next Star Wars movie is going to be called like Star Wars Galaxy or something like that. And the Mandalorian shows up and then Boba Fett shows up. And like all of our protagonists from the TV shows are all going to be stuck in a space station together. And uh-oh, the New Order, the First Order, whatever year you want to put this in, they're coming in here. We Everyone's got to take a floor. And then we're talking about Star Wars Die Hard at a Nakatomi Tower. And I'm totally down for that. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, before we wrap it up, let's talk about the one. Um, I mean, the movie had two post-credit scenes. One of them was a funny, silly joke. The other one, however, to me, 
is another one of those moments where it screams Secret Wars again. <laughs> Doctor Strange and his wife. Yeah. Or Clea. Not his wife, because he doesn't know it's his wife yet. Not yet. Clea. <laughs> um, the fact that they gave her the purple outfit, the, the pinkish eye, like, I was like, okay, cool, cool. They did this. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, and then, like, he just pops out that eye, and I'm like, all right. I guess she's into that. Let's go see how this goes. Because <laughs> we, I mean, we know for comic readers that that's his wife. That's that's his person. Um, and to me, the fact that they finally brought her in was like a, a big sign to me that Marvel's not going to make the same mistakes they did before. With um, like, for instance, like Pepper Potts, right? Yeah, I will. I will fight people tooth and nail because Pepper Potts was never. Iron Man's like bride, like that was that was just the movie. The fans of the movie demanding that resolution. Yeah, her uh, her and Happy were a thing in the comic. Yeah, her and Happy were a thing. Uh, Pepper was was like, which totally like, makes sense. The boss is drunk and gone all the time. Who are you <laughs> hanging out with? The security guy who doesn't yeah, have security a security guy. The security guy <laughs> and the personal assistant who's like, hey, did you get the party? Did you pick up the the plane tickets? And Happy's like, oh, I messed up. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that made more sense to me. But um, I do, I do like the 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 Pepper Tony romance in the MCU for what it is. Yeah. Uh, my here's my takeaway from this movie. I was excited to know that Mar- Marvel and Disney are opened up to new tones in films. And I will tell you this: this movie made me excited for when the symbiote is going to show up. Because I believe that the same sort of horror elements of this movie need to be in a symbiote movie. And I don't know if you call it Venom. I don't know how you want to do it. But as this movie had a bunch of evil dead, that movie needs to feel like the thing. You need to have that thing and then build up and have those superhero things. So this movie made me excited to feel like they can now play with horror tones. And I feel like that'll give them some new action beats for some of these other heroes. Also, this made me excited for a Blade movie. This is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know what yeah. this, like, oh, are they going to be like vampires from another planet? No, I think they're just going to be demon vampires. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This this movie, uh, yeah. the horror scenes were way more visceral than I yeah. than I ever could ima- imagine they were going to be in the MCU. Super if that's going to be in Blade, I, I need it right now. I need it yesterday. Like, I was I was thinking the same thing when I was watching this. Like, as soon as like the horror stuff started happening, I'm like. Okay, Blade's gonna work now. I, I can accept a PG thirteen Blade because this movie just do more of this. <laughs> and Taylor, if we're talking about other PG thirteen vampire films, make him like Vampire Hunter D. You know what I mean? Have him do because we're already having people impaled. We had a person impaled. We had a person cut in half. We had a head explosion scene. We had a neck snapping scene. Blade could do all of that with a sword, no problem. Yep. Yeah, and I like the like Carlos here in the comments. Um, Gore the God Virtue is going to be the villain of the next Thor movie. And I feel like the next Thor movie is comedic solely to balance out the weird brutality of Christian Bale going around murdering gods with his yeah. necro sword. Um, I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> I I was not a huge fan of uh, I, I, I'll say it again. Like, my favorite Thor movie was the first one. And I know it's like, it's a mountain I'm ready to die on, but I'm okay with that. Thor Ragnarok was pretty weak for me. But I'm willing to give Taika another chance, and I think that Love and Thunder could be pretty special as long as they let Christian Bale be Christian Bale and let him 
shine in the role. Yeah. Um, I've also heard some pretty cool things about how they do his whole, like he's going to have like a weird echoey voice. He's going to have like his cape is going to be kind of flowing and floating. Just going like, to be Batman again. Batman's no, going to no. kill a bunch of people. No, no, All no, you're not telling gonna be like, me is that Batman's going to... Like, no, it's not going to be like that, but... Um, Where are they? 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 Like, something like that. No. <laughs> it hurt my throat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it hurts his throat. No, but... um. I, from my understanding, he he's going to look a lot like how the Red Skull did with like the flowy, smoky looking cape. So to me, that's going to work on screen. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and I hope I didn't spoil that for anybody. I think I think that info is out there, right? Like someone else has said that first. Or you are treading. Let's get back to Doctor Strange and our finishing <laughs> thoughts on that. Uh, All right. Uh, I like Anyways. I like I like Strange for what it was. Um, I've been a lot of these other movies feel like big little Marvel movies to me, even with COVID protocols. I like the scope of this film. I I really like the choices and I like that they were letting a filmmaker be a filmmaker where I've done a dozen of these episodes talking about how filmmakers get bashed at the knees. I can absolutely feel Sam Raimi's DNA in this movie. And if you don't like Sam Raimi, that's okay. If this movie's not your jam, I totally get that. But I, that all gelled with me and I was very happy with its entry into the MCU. Yeah, and I think my my final thoughts is like I you and I grew up with Sam Raimi. Um, we saw I mean we always saw the Spider Man movies uh, when we were kids. We saw like I think I saw Evil Dead the first time at your house, and I'm like, what are we watching? What is this? This what, what? And I was like young and sheltered, and you're like, let me show you this movie. But like, <laughs> um, every parent who's like who was complaining that oh this movie was too brutal, this movie was so bad for my kids, these are the same people that snuck out and like I think I saw a tweet. Like, shut up. You saw Kira when you're 13 at your friend's house. Like, man, we all saw worse stuff. And now we're trying to shelter our kids from the worst stuff that we've seen. Like, I took my son to see this movie and he was like, that was brutal. I'm like, yeah, but it was awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like yeah, we, we were all children when we saw our first horror movie. Like, I mean, so I'm, what's, what's the difference? It's, and I feel like the movie does a good job of setting up, you know, we had a bunch of movies where these demigod-like superheroes did all this stuff. The stakes are very real now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We saw other heroes mess up. When you mess up, consequences happen. Your body gets separated. You Mm -hmm. go through a bad day. So I feel like that's all... The stakes are very real now, and they feel very real in this movie. Yeah, Yeah. and the fact that they killed off Scarlet Witch is a pretty big moment. Yeah. right. Like This is Marvel finally allowing themselves to, like, okay, we... We didn't kill Captain America, but we made him super old. And now we're not telling any of the creative people what actually happened to him. So they're all just beating around the bush. But um, Wanda's dead now. Look, you saw it. Like they're now they're not playing around. And I feel like I honestly feel like the next time we see Wanda of any form will be in the Secret War, whether it be the same Wanda we've got or, or Mary creates Wanda. Um, we're gonna see um the inevitable buildup is to the secret war, the big, the big MCU reset is what I'm going to keep referring it to because to me, why would they do a secret war unless they're going to kill off everybody and soft reboot everybody? Like that's the only thing that makes sense in my brain is like they're doing a crisis reboot style, but they're calling it the secret war. Mm-hmm. So and then we get another we get Iron Man twenty we get Iron Man twenty thirty we get whatever that whatever that year's yeah. Iron Man you we get back those characters mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah I I agree um as far as my final thoughts I I, I was 
I was a bit disappointed, but it's I I, I can't say that it's a bad movie. It's it's definitely a a a a, a well made movie. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. My only gripes are uh, the the tone was a bit was a was a bit inconsistent for me. Like I said, it, it felt like a different movie. Um, it went from like a really hard PG thirteen to almost G in some places, like a CW uh, style romance. Yeah, story. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> um, but um, other than that, I, I really I really did enjoy the movie. I loved every time Wanda was on screen. She's my favorite character in the movie, um, and I really loved the 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 horror scenes. I I, I hope. Uh, Marvel learns a lesson from this movie that you know it's it's okay to take risks. You don't have to fit inside the formula. That kind of worried me with with Eternals because I I do like that movie, um, and 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 some of the backlash that it got kind of worried me that they were they were going to be afraid to take more risks like that. But with with this movie coming out and it and it being uh, different in in some spots with the horror scenes, it, it does make me feel a bit more comfortable with marvel taking risks yeah no i i 100 agree i think this is a great a great next step and i hope marvel um they i hope they commit i mean this i mean this this worked right i mean mm-hmm. it's it's already what day four that it's been released and it's already like half a half a billion dollars already like it's going to cross a billion in the next week or so yeah like they everything that they were scared about with the eternals they succeeded and i think it's um, I think it's just the medium. I mean, Eternals should have been a miniseries, not a movie. And I think now they're they're learning that certain stories work very well with the directors. And if you let the director be the director, we get the most Sam Raimi movie ever made. <laughs> so and I and I and I hope and I hope that what the and I hope what the universe also sets up is that we could get a weird steampunk iron man movie that's a one-off that doesn't mean anything but we get to relive it with those characters because you know we went through a million different universes i would love to see a story from one of those that doesn't necessarily have to impact this but we get to play with it and i know they're going to do that on disney plus but the the scope of these movie these movie budgets man man scarlet witch was bad ass in this movie she was great like like M Bison level stuff, you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> killing people, getting in your head. She was really great, and they did a lot of really great stuff with her. Yeah, um, I loved the uh, what mouth and just man, right? that was that was pretty cool. But then the uh, what was that line you told me, Michael? That you were like, oh, this is when I knew it was business. Oh, was the, the most oh, brutal line me, of the movie. Do you have Do you have a wife? Do you have a wife? Yeah. Then there's someone to be taking care of your children. Like I was my like, my audience oh, no. didn't respond. Like, oh, oh, no. I was like, oh my god, that's that's when Billy the Kid shoots you. That's when the gun goes off. Oh, there'll be someone to mourn your death. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that's it. <laughs> I was like, run, run, Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> run. Yeah, she and then she, she doesn't care. Get out of there. And then she proceeded to turn him into spaghetti. So your spaghetti, oh. and then like your head pops. Like I was like, oh no, oh no. And she left him a spaghetti on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> like, you saw was... the, you saw the little burst of blood in there. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. But anyways, um, that was a lot of fun, guys. Oh, absolutely. Um, bottom line, we all enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, hopefully, I know Marvel will never do it, but I would love to see what those deleted scenes are. I want to see what else comes out of the the woodwork. Uh, 
my buddy Ryan on Twitter um, kind of shocked everyone this morning by a throwaway tweet that tweet that may or may not be real. Um, but he literally said, I'm going to need Marvel Studios to drop the original Multiverse of Madness opening sequence where 616 Mordo is hunting post-Westview Wanda only to get completely obliterated by her in the Red Forest. That would have been a cool intro. But it also would have changed the uh, the shocking moment of the, I didn't, did I not tell you, like, I'm sorry, the whole the name drop that she did. You that, never told me her name. Like, yeah, that, that was a. That what felt all rushed as well. Yeah, I needed did. some other thing. Like, she was an evil woman in that town, and now she's on some beautiful farm. That was just for the trailer. I needed something yeah. else. I would have loved yeah. to have seen that scene. Or right. just show the evil forest as the evil forest. Oh, Taylor. Oh, my goodness, Taylor. That was the original opening because that's why they're playing Snow White on the TV. Yeah. Right? Like, that would have been the full circle. Uh, I couldn't figure out why they were playing Snow White on the TV. I know why they're playing Oswald. That makes Os- sense. I know why they're playing Oswald the Rabbit. That's the Mickey Mouse. Like, oh, they're watching Mickey Mouse cartoons. I get Oswald the Rabbit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Release cut. If they would have set up the evil forest, that would have been the witch. And if you would have just shown it all red, I wouldn't have thought they were cherry trees any, or app, whatever, that, whatever type of trees they were. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. I, there's so much more we can talk about this, especially with those moments. Um, but still, we all liked I, the movie for what it was. Yeah, and there is no hashtag the Raby cut. This is the Raby this cut. This is the Raby I'm cut. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is the most. Go watch Army of Darkness. Go watch Evil Dead 2. You will see many of the same beats. This is not as funny as those movies, and maybe it should have been in terms of tone. But this movie was real serious, and he does a lot of fun horror stuff. Go watch Drag Me to Hell. If you want to see some more Sam Raimi stuff, yeah, um, I think the the one of the shots that screamed Raimi for me, my final my final Raimi uh, moment, um, where the half like melted uh, zombie Strange was like, yeah, yeah, like talking. I'm like, that's such a Raimi thing to do. Have the uh-huh. corpse talking to the person. I'm like, that. Yep, there it is. I thought when we I, my favorite Raimi shot was when the guy get burned on the ground, and we spend way too long on that guy as he's like burning <laughs> and like going away. I was like, oh boy, yeah, we're that guy's burned. You showed me that guy burned to death. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is happening. Okay, we're gonna just live this scene. All right, here we go. But um, let, let's wrap it up here. Otherwise, we'll go for another hour. Um, <laughs> thank you all for joining us today. Um, if you want to support what we do, you can hit up hit up our Patreon. Um, we have um different tiers for different shows definitely uh show your support and help us do what we want to do and give you what you want us to see us uh do for you um uh my name again uh taylor murphy thank you for uh joining us my co-host michael santel and uh smooth j stew for joining us thank you so much thank um you. our patreon supporters it seems like every time we do one of these shows we get another one so thank you all for supporting us um again thank you for joining us today uh like subscribe and we will see you at the end of this week with another show that we're doing Saturday morning. Um, it's going to be another live interview show. Um, we will announce that shortly and hope to see you guys there. Thank, thank you so much. You, thank you, dad, for giant joining up for the Patreon. You're the, thank you, dad. Thank you for my allowance this week. Thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate it. <laughs> we're not joking either. I mean, the, the newest supporter on the bottom is his dad. Thank you, Mitch. Yes. Like, you're the best. Love you. Yeah, He like, he shocked us both. He's like, Oh, I see your suggested amount. Let's just, not yeah. follow that by a by a mile. Listen, you're you're paying bills, Dad. I love you. Talk to you later. <laughs> but anyways, thank you again for joining us, and we will see you uh, next time.